This is my impression of Bishop with the alien queen's tail through him and he's spitting all that milk out. <laughs> that is a good part. Really. I'm going to make your penis do an impression of Bishop with his milk all coming out the end of it and all. Did you get it all that Stephen? Did you, did you stop recording? That was such a good joke. No, 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 it's still recording. Don't you worry about it. That's going right okay. at the beginning so people know they're in for a fucking treat. Today, is that that's unusual? <laughs> yeah, I, I usually don't bother to click on people's Twitter accounts to see all the things they said to other people. It feels pretty intrusive. But you had an interaction with those ladies who hated you once, and it seemed positive. I was seeing, and and likewise, those ladies had an interaction with uh, Kotaku Stephen Totatilio. Oh yeah, that made and, me like them so much. <laughs> and they, yeah, I'm just seeing what yeah. they said. I saw what he said. I haven't seen what they said though. So you probably know all about it already. You can just tell me. Well, I so mean, I have to read it. First of all, um, you know, I just I wrote an article today about um, an esport. No, not esports. Sorry, fighting game community. They're very different. I've been told. Um, fella sexually harassing um, a woman who was competing on Capcom's reality show cross assault and um right. i guess someone gave it to uh anna anthropy um who is a game developer and she's made things like um lesbian spider queens from mars i think it's called the adult swim game yep. yeah and um and, uh, she mighty jilloff she made mighty jilloff mighty yeah and she mighty didn't like Jill-off. me like over a year ago now because of the whole feminazi slut thing because right. i um I think that was her girlfriend. I think it was her partner, yeah. I told her, because yeah. uh, we got in a big argument, she was insulting me, I was insulting her, and I obviously, I think I've said before, like we were. it was basically a who can offend, like who can be more offensive toward the other one competition, which I think I won, because I, I, I said the, the word femini- uh, feminazi slut, um, and that blew up, and there was a whole big thing, and I was accused of misogyny and, and all that lot, which is fine, you know. Looking back on it, I, I I don't feel bad about it anymore. You know, I said a I said a thing that was pretty stupid, and I let myself sort of get into that discussion when I shouldn't have. So you know, you know, I'm gonna pay for that. Um, sure. I still do. You know, people still bring it up and and whatever, and that's that's what you get when you say things without thinking. So I'm going to keep that, keep on with that. But anyway, I wrote this article today, and I guess someone sent it to. Well, actually, I know I know someone sent it to because I was included in on the tweet. But someone sent it to Anna, and she said something about, "Oh, is is this the closest we'll get to an apology from Jim Sterling?" And I'm like, "Well, fuck it. I mean, it really matters not to me anymore." So I just said, if I did offend you, you know, if you guys were genuinely offended, you can have a real apology. You can have a full apology. You can have me say, I am mm. sorry. I, you know, I, I'm done fighting about it. I don't really care anymore who thinks I'm a misogynist and who doesn't, because mm. everything I've ever said is out there. And it's up to you to draw your own conclusions. I'm not going to convince you one way or another. So I'm just like, look, if I offended anyone, I'm sorry. And then 
um, both of um, both Daphne and um, Anna don't were you know they don't seem offended. They were just you know we we thought it was hilarious. I'm surprised people are still talking about it and and fine. You know I I bear them no ill will. And I guess they they bear me none. So whatever. Yeah, I don't done. think they do. Yeah, they're over it. However, How nice. now I like them. <laughs> like I've gone from disliking them to being ambivalent to now liking them just because of the shit they're giving Kotaku. Um, <laughs> as far as I can About... tell, because I don't, you know, I don't read Kotaku unless uh, I'm linked, which does happen a lot. Um, but I wasn't linked to this. I just, in the course of talking with uh, Anna and, and Daphne, I kind of caught what they were talking about. Because um, I could did some story, I think, about a transgender game developer, um, and they got it all wrong. And, you know, if you're going to write about these issues, like, I don't begrudge anyone not getting it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there are certain faux pas you don't do. Like, you don't refer to, you know, a transgender person as the scientific biological sex they were designated you know you don't say like if someone now lives as a woman you don't refer to them as him that's considered very offensive and i can see why it's considered offensive you know um but that's what kotaku did because they were holding on to the transgender bit for the middle of the article like a big reveal like blofeld turning around in his chair and showing everyone he's got a big old fanny on you know it's They were trying, they were basically parading around this um, transgendered game developer. They were just like, oh, but turns out it was a woman one. (laughs) And obviously that didn't sit well with some people. And and Kotaku being Kotaku got nastily defensive about it, which is kind of what they've been doing for the past few weeks. They get very, they put something out there, then they get, they can't, Debate its merit or laugh it off. They have they get very bitter about it. And Totillo obviously got into a big bit of row with Anna and was like, "Oh, well, I gave you this article and I thought you would like it, but you didn't, and now you are all negative all the time." Um, so I enjoyed that because you know I've got nothing against any Kotaku writer on a personal level. I mm-hmm. just think their company is dreadful. And that might be Walker's fault. It might be something that goes on just at Kotaku, but I, I've got no love for anything under the umbrella of Gorker. And I just think the way they do business is dreadful and despicable and, and an insult to the readers. The way a lot of those things are written are so condescending and insulting towards the audience that, you know, I find it very distasteful. Um, yeah. And I'm not saying that, like, you know, social... Oh, my God, they said a rude word I don't like. I mean, distasteful in an um, intellectual sense. I just find what they do very... Ugh. So I enjoyed that anyway. Um, welcome to Podsoid anyway, ladies and gentlemen. You've just caught us talking about um, stuff. Yeah, industry stuff. This just is journalism stuff. stuff. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. all over the place today. Um, I've, not eat- yeah, I've, I've not eaten today. Ha ha fat, right? I've, I've got to get that out of the way. Whenever a fat person talks about eating, they've got to say... like They've got to acknowledge they are fat <laughs> before right. someone take else it back. does. Sure. I'll take it back. Um, it never works. You'll say you're fat, and then someone will turn around and go, "Hey, you're fat," and you're like, "I just said idiot." Um, so it doesn't actually work, but I still do it anyway. Um, but I have not eaten today; I've been too busy. Um, what all are you I doing? Had, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what I've been yeah. doing. But I am yeah. kind of—I don't know if you like. I'm, I'm talking very fast because even though I've not eaten, I have had two coffees and a jumbo-sized can of Monster Energy, which oh, is kind of like food. I'm assuming it's like food. 
because that's calories, sure. One is brown and hot, and the other has monster on, written on the can. So that is a kind of food, uh, and that is why I'm kind of twitching. Um, and the best thing about wow. energy drink is every time I drink it, I think this will wake me up, and it never does. Like my head is very tired, but my body is very animated. Like my my fingers are perpetual claws. I'm just sitting here with twitching talons, um, <laughs> gibbering and jammering, uh, while inside my brain is saying, I want you to be in a coma now, please. Uh, Did you not sleep last night either? I got up really early. I had a dream. Okay. Mm. I had a dream about, I was just, I was hanging out with Parvi Largo from Repo the Genetic Opera. Uh, oh, yeah, you've been thinking about that a lot lately. I've been obsessed with it. As I said last week, like Netflix, we, we kind of finally was able to jump on board that uh, and, and get it to work with, with shitty southern internet. Um, and that was on it. And it's one of those films that I always saw in, like, a, 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 a store, like, you know, Best Buy or whatever. And I'd always point to it. And my um, wife, Alex, who is, is predisposed to, like, poo-poo anything I say. Um, because... <laughs> Sorry. Because, well, because when she lets me pick the movies, I will, you know, just always go for things like Puppet Master and Evil Bong and just these, <laughs> you know, broken films that shouldn't be enjoyed. And they're not good. Um, so mm. she's perfectly right. And, and this on the front cover looks like exactly like one of those films. Um, you know, it's, it's, um, for those who aren't familiar, it's a, um, a full opera, like a real opera. Like it's a, it's a yeah. continually sung musical film um, set in the future in which organ repossessions are legal and there are these sort of hitman stroke doctors that go around cutting people open and repossessing organ transplants that people haven't paid for and it sounds like it's going to be like just a shitty film that's ha ha we're cutting people open and singing at once but there's like a real there's actually a really complex plot in there and and the songs I think are great so I, I, I became obsessed because I love a good musical um, yeah. Not not your typical ones. Not my fair lady and fiddler on the roof. Like I like a good sort of contemporary musical. I like Rocky Horror, Little Shop of Horrors. Uh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. Sort of... it, it's right in that genre. I think I haven't seen the whole thing, but I watched up until the part where the guy from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Giles, I think his name is. Yeah, is. Yeah, and the, then the girl from Spy Kids is talking about how she's infected with a blood disease in song for a while. Is uh, that right? Yes, that is what happens. Yeah. Um, but I am a, I've become obsessed with that, and particularly obsessed with Parvi Largo, who is a character who cuts women's faces off and then wears them over his own. Um, oh, I didn't get to that part. And and he's like you know ludicrously camp and effeminate, which is obviously why I like him. Um, so yeah, I had dreams involving him and, and a sequel to Repo. And for, and for some reason, I, I must have slept like got all my fat slept on my arm. Um, but that was like killing me, like just twist felt twisted and horrible. And that oh. bad tooth I mentioned the other week, like that was flaring up all at once. And I, I just couldn't get to sleep, so I got up. I, I don't even know what time it was, but it was, you know, it was dark and everything. And so I'm tired like that, and I'm, you know, I forgot to eat because I was doing that. <laughs> I was doing that what article doing? I talked about oh, you know, right. the, the fighting game one with the, the sexual harassment. Um, playing games that I can't talk okay. about. 
Can you tell me more about the harassment that happened? I haven't had a chance to read the article. I saw there's a bearded man and a lady and uh, a Capcom, and that's about all I know. Um, there's a reality show called Cross Assault. Um, two teams playing Street Fighter Cross uh, Tekken. Um, basically, long story short, then a woman was sort of was on the team and was subject to sort of persistent harassment. Um, a lot of it coming from like um, people watching the live stream uh, okay. and being sort of the the ringleader was this this bearded fellow called Aris, who apparently is is very well respected in the fighting game community and he was kind of leading it and, and reading reading stuff out to her and, and just sort of basically just you know partaking in harassment of, the, of this was woman. he on her team or how uh, was he related he was to her? the team coach oh okay I think on her her very team yes oh boy okay. and you know eventually miranda felt very uncomfortable would later forfeit the, the the tournament and and, and everything and there's a whole brouhaha and and this sort of sexual thing came about um sort of surrounded the whole thing and aris would later go on to say oh well it's what the fighting game community does it's where oh boy men, you know it, it was one of those oh it's one of those places where men are allowed to be men um and speaking as you know genetically a man i guess um it's it's i mean you know you listen to podtoid and i'm constantly talking about plundering your ass for brown gold and things um which is a clear joke, you know, especially predicated on the fact that Jonathan Holmes is physically more able than me. To, <laughs> um, like, defend myself? Yeah, I probably Yeah, could. and the fact it's clearly a, you know, a, a set-up joke. Right. Thinks Jonathan. <laughs> but, because, I mean, some people were like, oh, well, you know, all men do it, like, you do it, Jim. And I'm like, I listened to the the, the, the stuff when he was reading this stuff out and, and relaying messages to to Miranda, like, oh, what's your bra size? Oh, um, how are your thighs doing? And, yeah, some of it he was reading from the chat, but, I mean, he didn't have to bring it up at all. He could have fucking ignored it. Um, mm. And he certainly didn't need to go on after the fact and qualify what he was doing by saying, oh, it's just what we do. And a lot of people have been like that. Oh, it's just Aris being Aris. I'm like, yeah, but murdering young boys and fucking them was just Jeffrey Dahmer being Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> It's like, it's not really an excuse. Just no, I never understood yourself. that. What does you know? that mean? That, oh, well, he... It's like Steven Tyler that time that he said that, of course I'm sexually attracted to my daughter. It's normal. I'm going to tell the world about it. Yeah, it's... And, <laughs> and I think the interesting thing to take away from it is Aris clearly thought the world was on his side. It was like, mm -hmm. oh, the fighting game community is all on my side. This is what we do. But a lot of members of the fighting game community were like, no, that's not on. Uh, which I thought was very positive. I thought that was awesome to see members of the fighting game community like actually say, no, th th that behavior isn't cool. And, and, and it's kind of excluding to people. Um, so, yeah, I just thought it was an interesting thing to talk about. Um, accidentally upset Miranda, though. That was the you big did? thing. Um, she did, didn't like did my article. 
And I, I wasn't why sure why. Um, but she was Whoa. talking about, like, oh, can I, can I sue Destructoid for libel and what have you? And which really shocked me because I'm like, well, I was, I, I was on, I was on your side. I was, I was, yeah. fight, I was like, you know, writing about your side of the thing and and, and criticizing the other side. Um, but later it turned out that it was because she she felt that I had made it sound like she was being interviewed by Destructoid. Um, I had mentioned that you know she was making statements on Twitter, which I quoted, but you know, I, I, I at least in her mind, I hadn't communicated that well enough um okay. so i've done that and then we're all cool now we're all clear um and and that you know i said if you've got any more problems with the article let me know and she hasn't said anything further she seems happy with what what it is which you know but okay. first i was panicking i was like have i got this entirely wrong um especially when yes, there are some um fighting game community members who obviously don't take miranda's size and were celebrating the idea that i had been owned um by getting it wrong or pwned, it, or pwned indeed uh but i yeah. did you know it, it seems i didn't actually get it wrong it was just a, a, a bit of bad wording um but that panicked mm. me and that took up me afternoon um uh, that's a big deal that's a big afternoon you were a part of a event in video game community that's not all that common where real social issues get brought up and people take sides and represent who they are outside of whether they think Sonic is cooler than Mario. That's kind of a big deal. That's awesome. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's all seriousness. That, but people don't get that if a guy or anyone says stuff to, to someone else that makes them feel objectified and abused and basically um, treated like they don't matter. Like, you don't like what I'm saying, but I'm going to keep doing it, and it doesn't matter that you don't like it. They don't see how that that was just, there's no way you can defend doing that. If someone does that knowingly and intentionally and is enjoying the fact, like, oh, she's uncomfortable with the fact that I'm talking about her thighs again, do it some more. How, how could anyone ever defend that behavior it's just so obviously bad right yeah exactly am i missing something no okay, i mean right. i'm totally with you and okay. it's like and I, and I say this as someone who loves obviously loves bad taste humor um and and has made terrible jokes um but always on an impersonal level that's the difference to me it's not that an offensive joke was said because almost any joke is going to offend someone uh it's sure. it's when it's laser guided at a person who is clearly not in on the banter. It's like, it's okay to say, oh, I was just joking, I, I meant no harm. But when you are clearly causing harm and you carry it on, then obviously that's an issue and you need to stop. Um, and that was that was it, really. I mean, if it was... It, it was just so clear that she was yeah. not enjoying it. And and that's the point when it stops being harmless banter and becomes victimisation. Um mm -hmm. And again, like I say, I mean, if if, if it was a stand-up comedian on stage saying things about no one in particular, you know, I'd have less of a problem with that. It was the fact that it was in a room where there were, you know, there were like two women involved in the whole thing and a room full of men and this guy like just making, you know, ha, 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 at her, you know, that kind of attitude. It's, I can imagine being very uncomfortable at that. And Yeah, yuck. It's all, ugh. Um, mm, well. With that in mind, yes. With that in mind, uh huh. Is it paedophilia or not? 
Um, obviously, that's what everyone's tuned in for. <laughs> it's what and that's okay. And that's okay because there are no children on the podcast. If there was a child yeah. here and I was saying, hey, child, if I fucked you, would that be pedophilia or not? Let's find out. Then obviously that would be bad. So yeah, that would um, be harassment. That's that's right. Yeah. yeah. It wouldn't really be harassment. It would just be really uh, creepy and make a kid wonder what's going to happen to him. Yeah. That would be bad. Yeah, you don't want to do that. I don't think. No. Heck no, you don't. Hell no. Hell no. Hell no. Kids. Kids. Harassment. Children. Yeah. Stop harassing me. Yeah, they're harassing you, these kids. You're constantly getting harassed by children. Constantly trying to me sex them. <laughs> That's not what I meant. I meant, you know, you remember those guys that were sending us emails saying that they wanted to kill us, and then we found out there was pictures of them, and they were 10, and, you know, nice, moppy, blonde-haired kid who loves Gears of War, and you gave it an 8.5, and he was ready to slaughter you and the entire destructor. People say that they wish I was dead. Right. No one's actually ever threatened to kill me. Oh, good. I mean, how lazy do you have to be in your hate mail to not even mentally exert the effort required to kill a man just just wishing for a disease or an accident to come along? Like, even, like being theoretically lazy. And I take... I mean, if, if, if your aim is to offend me when you send hate mail, congratulations. Because it does offend me that even hypothetically you won't go to the effort to kill me. I find that offensive and upsetting. It's like, dude, I'm I I, I can't outrun anyone. I'm easy mm. to spot in a crowd. It would take no effort at all to go to E3 and stab me. It doesn't take much to just theoretically kill me. And you don't even want to do that. It's just I hope you get cancer. Well, <laughs> maybe no they ambition. don't Maybe they actually don't want you to die that much. Maybe they just kind of do. I don't know if anyone wants me to die. People do want to make me feel bad, though. They they will email me and tell me that I'm wrong or that I'm dumb or, or to try again, kid, or something like that. I just wish it was all done via sound bites from fighting game win quotes. You know? <laughs> I wish they just, you know, you must defeat Shang Long to stand a chance. And Try Again Kid is actually from Street Fighter 1. It's a really good good quote. Because that, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to make me feel like they just kicked my ass at internet. But it's never going to feel that way. I'm sad that they're so upset. I don't mean to make people angry and stuff. But Oh, I mean, you've got to feel sorry for them. A little uh, bit. They are, you know, clearly unhappy. Yeah. Well, one thing I did recently that... um. I've made at least one person unhappy. Someone, I think it was Uncle Bib- Bibby. Maybe it's Uncle Bibby. Um, I did. I'm doing the show Sup Holmes, and I did an episode with the guys from Gaijin Games, and they were saying a lot of stuff that was upsetting people, like that a 99 cent app is the worst thing that's happened to video games in a long time. And then they went back and said they actually love buying apps all all day. But um, they do see how it's hurt a lot of people that they know. And they were saying they don't want to develop for the Android because they don't like it. And it was pissing people off. And then all of a sudden someone just says, Jonathan Holmes is a faggot in the middle of everything else. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought Not was yet. funny. You know? Not yet he isn't, but at E3, I will make that person's tweets come true. 
I've got so many plans for E3 for you, and I don't know which ones to do. Really? Yeah. Oh, God, you have. Oh, Jonathan. I'm going to get some... I I don't know if you know this, um, but I'm going to get some commemorative plates done of your (laughs) your face on. I didn't know that. Yeah, this was planned. I was in bed last night thinking about you, and I... Because I, I think about you a lot, and I was thinking I'm going to get a full collection going. I might open up a Zazzle store, right? Get a commemorative plates with your face on so I can eat my dinner off your face, right? Mashed potato, uh, beef tips, right? You're going to get my beef tip all over your face, and I'm going to lick it off. That's what I'm going to do. Um, pencils. I'm going to get pencils with gold-coloured emboss with just Jonathan Holmes written on the side. Like that. I also want to get, like, masks. Now, you know those white, plain masks, like an Eyes Wide Shut? Oh, right? sure. Yeah. They're just full face mask, plain white, but with your face printed on the inside. <laughs> and I want to just put that on and walk around knowing that your face is, like, inside the mask that I'm wearing. And no one else can see it. It's like you are my secret Jonathan Holmes face. Wow, that's the next level of whatever that is. To to want me to be like almost inside your skin with you, just my face that close to your face. My face is not great, you know. It's it's not the worst, but it's it's. Uh, but I want your face. I, I want your face to be the barrier between my face and reality. <laughs> that's philosophical. Oh. You really could write a great movie about someone who kills someone else. <laughs> Just really be that character, you know? I wanted your face. I played a, a serial killer once in a short film in a musical. Oh, I should send that to you, actually. I want to watch that. Wow. Why, why yeah. haven't I watched this yet? I don't know why that hasn't occurred to me. Yeah, it actually had a... Um, a real Hollywood actor in it is he was a C grade actor. I'd say his name is John Fiore. He was a very pleasant guy, really funny. He's been What's on the Sopranos. Did he play he, the baby in Baby's Day Out or not? I think he was in Baby's Day Out, but he didn't play the baby. Um, he was in Mystic Pizza. He was like the love interest to Francis McDormand or something, or one of those ladies. I want he a played pizza. A, I want some pizza right now I too. I haven't eaten today, so now I'm just thinking about. <sighs> Really bad food. I say really I, bad food as if I don't eat it like all the time anyway. But oh god, I, I could have a pizza delivered to your house. That's what I love about the internet and credit cards. That is that amazing. Would, I should do that. I should just do that tomorrow. Maybe today. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, I'm going to backtrack and finish my faggot story. Oh yeah, so, please. Like Jonathan Holmes is a faggot, and at first I was like, oh, I guess I I failed at my job. Uh, my job is to be liked by everyone, and this guy. For unknown reasons, he didn't explain why I was a faggot. I just was talking in the video like I normally talk. Um, but he hated me for some reason. Then I thought about it, like, wait a minute. Any guy who would use that word to try to hurt my feelings and also just hate me for no explained reason is probably the kind of guy I don't want to ally with me or I don't want him to see me and be like, yeah, that guy's just like me. I love him. When guys like that think that I'm different from them and that they dislike me for it, it's actually kind of a compliment. So on Twitter, I was like, isn't it great when I get called a faggot, I can take it as a compliment. And then someone got angry at me for that and said, well, you're trying to offend people, so you're just as bad as them. Uh, But I don't think I really try to offend people. Makes no sense. 
Yeah, yeah, um, okay. Just run that by. This is why I was so happy when I found out that Reddit had a men's rights subreddit. Yeah. Because then I just, I no longer had to worry about them ever liking a thing I do. Because they, they, they were never going to anyway. They are predisposed towards despising me over there. Um, mm. But as soon as I found out there's a men's rights thing, I'm like, why do I give a fuck about any of their opinions anymore? That's yeah. good. I'm glad that, you know, a community bolted onto that fucking dislikes me. Um, and it's the same when someone says that I'm fat or unattractive. Um, mm. Because it's usually ugly straight men <laughs> who say that yeah. yeah and it's like dude you even if you were gay i can see from your twitter profile pic you've got a beard i'm not attracted <laughs> to men with facial hair what you're saying means fuck all <laughs> oh, yeah, dear, yeah the man i don't want to fucking plug up the ass doesn't want me to plug him up the ass oh dear yeah, that ugly would be like not... a fucking Taco Bell manager saying you're barred. Fucking great. <laughs> you don't <laughs> like Taco Bell? Me neither. Yeah, it's gross. It's too it's too uh too fake and too spicy. I do get a little offended. No, that's not true. I'm I'm lucky in that for whatever reason, many gay gentlemen have told me that they want to make love to me. So I feel very uh touched by that. So just nice compliments. Straight women not so much for whatever reason. Maybe they just don't say it, or I'm just not their type. But uh, there's a, at least 20 gay dudes that tell me regularly that they just want to cuddle my body. So thanks, guys. It's very nice. Yeah. Speak. Speaking of which, uh. they announced Pokemon Black and White too. What is the point of that? That's like Final Hello? Fantasy 13 too. <laughs> well, it it may is it or, or may not? not. It, it's likely is in it, it or not. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, there's that Nagobunga's ambition um, Pokemon game coming out. So anything's Number possible. But... <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. They're releasing all these uh, Pokemon games on the DS. But I don't know whether Pokemon Black or White 2 is going to have a point. I'm excited about the idea that it will, that it may actually be a full sequel with all new uh, storyline, all new places to go, and of course... All new Pokemon to catch, Jim. Oh, there's yeah. so many Pokemon to catch. Oh, God. I've caught them all, you know. Did you know that? Ball bags. I have literally caught them all. Have you caught every single Pokemon that ever <laughs> there was? 400. Uh, they haven't released the three event Pokemon for Pokemon Black and White, so that's uh, the three I don't have. But all the ones that have been legally released, all, I think 646. Yes, I have. I have caught them all. No. Yeah, but people are saying, like you, uh, what's the point? Why would anyone play Pokemon ever again? I mean, you've got I Pokemon. never said that. Well, I you just, didn't say I, that. I didn't know why it was called Black and White 2. I, I don't know what that is. Why is that a thing? Why isn't it yeah. new colors? Why, what, what was so special about Black and White that... I mean, if they just literally run out of colors and things, cause they just... <laughs> like, Black and White, it's like, if we come up with anything else, we'll be jumping the shark. Well, they did think it was going to be called Grey, because the third legendary uh, like dragon-type thing in Pokemon Black and White is Grey. But they didn't, and it's either going to be what was going to be Pokemon Grey, which is basically just a director's cut of the other two games, which means no new Pokemon, which means 
I'm not buying that. Jesus Christ. Why do people... That that does confuse me when people buy the director's cut of a game that they already have for full price and it has barely any new features. Yeah. That's a problem. But if it has all new stuff the way uh, Gold and Silver did, because Gold and Silver were originally going to be called Pokemon 2 Gold and Silver, then I will buy it. But even then, people are saying, why buy any new Pokemon game ever again? Because they're all the same and it doesn't matter. And once you've played one, you've played them all, which is not at all true, I don't think. What do you think, Jim? Um, I, I don't like... I kind of fell out of favor with the new ones, not because it was like, oh my god, the same thing. Because um, mm. I, I, you know, I still think it's a very compelling premise that they have, and I think it's still, you know, it's got some life in it for the fans. Um, but it's more that it just got. I didn't like um, all the hidden stats and the fact that you. Needed, oh, that's right. Because I'm a weird person in that I want the best but I don't want to open a spreadsheet to get it. So it's like, I will play, but I'll know in the back of my head that this Pokemon I've got is theoretically shit. And it doesn't matter that I'll never take it to a tournament. It doesn't matter. It's just I know that it will never be the Pokemon it should be without me, you know, going into spreadsheets and finding out about hidden numbers and and secret stats and, and, you know, what level to give it a candy and all this fucking shit. Uh, So I... I get disheartened and I give up, and I, I, you know, I prefer, I prefer something that's, you know, just a bit more straightforward. Um, yeah, and I know, you know, sure. someone accused me of being oh, tech casual, tech casual, uh, but it's, you know, it's just what I, I prefer. I don't have time to get that kind of. Well, it's stuff. just not fun. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, mean that... I don't find it enjoyable. Yeah. To to turn my game into graphs and and night shifts and things. <laughs> I do think that the Pokemon series can sometimes be the very worst experience that people can have with a video game in that I've known many people, I've actually gone to these Pokemon events where they where they used to give out Pokemon uh, before they had wireless internet and stuff. They'd have to actually, you hand them their cartridge and they trade it to you and stuff like that on the old Game Boy games. Um, and I've met a lot of guys there and they are not playing Pokemon. They are being played by Pokemon. Like they are not having fun anymore but they are so desperate to catch every shiny and to, you know, have their EV stats boosted by their breeding. And they're, they're, they're like sweating and sad and miserable by their obsession. And that's not good at all. But it's very similar to being a young, attractive uh, gay man and hitting the, hitting the club scene, getting ready to catch them all. Uh, with your balls. Oh, it is. When people ask me, like, why do you like Pokemon? It's, it's very simple. It's the exact same kind of hunting and catching that why, horny dudes Why are they do. got to be gay? What's this gay bit? Well, because in my experience, Jim, um, and feel free to correct me on this, when you go out as a male looking to catch uh, a mate, a female mate, it's not the same level of willingness as you might get with a um, mutually attracted gentleman. When I, you know, I've gone out to try to talk to women in bars and stuff when I was single, it wasn't like trying to catch a Pokemon. It was like, um, 
it was like Dark Souls or something. It was terrifying, <laughs> and you, you never knew what was going to happen. Whereas when it's when it's uh, another dude who's like, yeah, I'm I'm just like you. I'm down for this. Absolutely. It's more just like you know, you you wear them down a little bit. You you throw out you know some some taunts and you you uh, but it's cute and fun. And then eventually, enough balls get whipped their way, and then then they're yours. Does that make sense, Jim? Yeah. Pokemon is just a gay sex nightclub oh. simulator. Oh my in a way. god! In a way, it is. We're gonna get letters about this. It's true. There, you know, there's all these different types. You know, some guys will go to the leather bar. That's like going to catch a a steel type, or you'll go to the disco, and that's like catching an electric type. And you know, they got <laughs> types. Turn this into an article. I want to see the comments. <laughs> well, it's all true. And then once they're in your party. You can team up with them to catch more gay men who are Pokemon. You're just making you know? it sound like the object of every gay man is to team up with a gang of them <laughs> and go out, like, beating up and raping other men raping. on their own. Not, they don't get killed, they're swooned. Hey, there's you know? five of us now, let's beat the shit out of that one and fuck it. <laughs> That's basically what you said. It's uh, it's non-violent. That's the thing about Pokemon is that they're not actually Hold hitting. Sec. Hold on one second. I got to unlock the door. Oh okay. Hi everyone. This is the pause, where Jim is unlocking the door. <sighs> now I'm really thinking about whether I should have said those things. I hope I didn't offend any um, any men who want to have sex with. Pokemon or or other men or both. I didn't mean to hurt anyone's feelings. I think it's fun going out there in the streets and just seeing what you can do. Oh, sorry about you... that. I'm sorry, I was talking to myself. I just need to let my wife know uh, that I've done that thing. Um, oh, that's very good. Yeah. Go... You should cut that part out if you want. That wasn't very good. Turns out I can't do this podcast by myself. <laughs> uh, sucks. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a bit of a low-energy one today. I, I'm sorry about that, listeners. Like I said, I'm in a weird state of mind at the moment, and, you know, Max isn't here, so... No, it's sad. I was I was thinking I should try to impersonate him or something. I can try to do his stuff. I'm trying to learn from him and his comedy ways, his funny voices and his anecdotes. Should I just be the fake Max? Yeah. Should I just switch on the Max mode right now? Yeah. All right, what would Max do right now? He'd be like, hey, uh, did I ever tell you about that time in college when um, this girl with these huge boobs came out? And she was like, uh, I want to have sex with you right now. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll have sex with you right now. And then we just started like doing it like, really hard. And she told me I was really good in bed. Didn't he just tell a story like that once? I think, I think he, all of his stories end like that. <laughs> yeah, that was very much. good. It was like he never left. <laughs> and then he does the funny voices. Um, how does he start doing them, though? Does he just start doing them randomly? I don't know how that works. I, I don't, don't know. know. I, don't, I mean, I never, because it was never a planned thing. It's like we just talk about a thing, and then there were voices. Yeah, I so know. I think how I've... schizophrenics operate. I mean, you'd know more about that than me. <laughs> they start telling a joke, and then there are voices. And it's all funny <laughs> and ends up all right in the end. Sometimes it is. I've told you about that lady who just loved her boyfriend who was an auditory hallucination and she threw out her false teeth and partied all night because of him. It's really great sometimes, schizophrenia. Absolutely. It gets a bad rap. 
and it's got its downsides for certain individuals, but for other people, it's just like the best life ever. Schizophrenia. Try it. You might just like it. <laughs> it's really it's not as bad as it looks for, for some people. Uh, all right. Well, I'm going to think about how to integrate all of Max's funny voices. He did the... And he did the... Um, and he did the... Uh, the other one he did. Right? Yeah, he, did, he was very famous for his... Impression. <laughs> Okay, I'll work on those. Yeah. Maybe for next week. Um, and we were going to maybe have Hansa on this well, week, we've right? We've been talking about this, because I know some people don't want just us to... And there are some that, you know, they're like, oh, you're, you two work well together, and that, that's cool. And there are some that are like, oh, I'd probably get a bit dull, just two guys, which I think this episode's <laughs> demonstrating. It's um, been a good episode, Jim, actually. We it? talked about I'm, gay I'm stuff. Of, yeah. I'm incapable of judging. Like anything. No, you've been great. You've been I'm, absolutely fantastic. I'm out of my head. Like I said, I, I reality has no fixed borders for me as of this moment. Awesome, man. Yeah, let it fly. It's great. Uh, uh, no, you've been great. You're doing good. Yeah. yeah. Jonathan Holmes, yeah. if I booked a plane ticket, right, to your house, uh-huh. and, <laughs> and you opened your door to go to work one morning, and I was just curled up in your front yard asleep, would you like that? Uh, I I'd be worried about you because it's a little bit cold, but uh, I'd be happy to see you. I'd put a little blanket on you, and um, I'd uh, I don't know, try to wake you up or get you in the house. That happened once. I I think I told you that story at Destructoid HQ when a man was just sleeping in a Street Fighter Four snuggie on our porch. When I got up in the morning to wake up Tara Long and get her ready to do the show, there's just snuggie man out there, and it was our snuggie clearly. Because Street Fighter Four snuggies are not that common, and then there was this elaborate story with used condoms and stolen computers and stuff like that. Did I, did I tell you that one? No, no. I mean, it sounds like you, you. There's not much more to it than that. No, I won't get a. I won't backtrack. Yeah. Into oh, that's I'll interesting. Yeah, but the long story short, I have had strangers sleeping on my porch, and um, I'm very open to that. I'm ready to give them a hug and help them out if I have to. Yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking about various things, because, uh, like, again, yeah. as I said last night, I was in bed thinking about you, and, and I know, just like to think about um, and I was just thinking about, you know, because my end goal in everything, like, this is my, like, because I've, I've accomplished everything I need to in my life, and so I've decided to start accomplishing things in other people's lives. <laughs> so you're your whole life Wow, I didn't know you'd finished your oh, whole I'm, life already. I'm done. Like, my life literally is over. I'm, I'm a dead man, as far as I'm concerned. Whoa. I'm done. So now my job is to live, not so much, well, not live other people's lives, but give you other people, like, come up with goals for the lives of others. Oh, no. So you're a social worker, then. That's basically what uh Yeah, I'm your social worker. And I'm glad that you've, you know, chosen me as that. Um, as I, I say other people's lives, I basically mean yours. And my end goal is to, like, stop you having a life. And I don't mean that. <laughs> I don't mean, you know. Killing hurtings. me. No. Okay. No. Hey, who is suggesting that? Hey, hey, come on, guys. Come on. Hey, come on now. Come on. Hey, guys. That's not what I'm suggesting. I want your life to stop being a life 
and start being an experience. Whoa. That's my end goal for you, sir. More a ghost train than a walk in the park. And that is, I mean, I'm just thinking of different ways that I can enhance your existence so that it becomes more than life. <laughs> wow. Wow. The, uh, it's like it that movie, with, Huckabee, yeah. except you've just shown up and forced it on me. And you've, you've <laughs> deemed that my life is clearly not enough of an adventure as it is, even though I have this crazy day job and I do Destructoid and I have all these video shows. That's oh, not I'm good not enough. criticizing your life. At all. Okay. At all. <laughs> Heaven forbid that I'm criticizing. I think you've got a wonderful life. You've got a beautiful wife. You've got a, a, a nice home, probably. Um, Sorry. Uh, you got promoted. You can keep that's all true. that. You have a good life. That's uh, that's fine. But okay. I don't want you to have it. I, <laughs> I don't want you to have a life. I want you to have a right. And not the ride wow. of your life, because you don't have a life anymore. I want you to have the ride of my life. <laughs> you want me to... to yeah. I need <laughs> you, you want to understand my life ride. Because I'm worried yeah. I'm coming across as peculiar. But trust me, I think this is going to be good for you, ultimately. It's going to be good for us. I think we're going to have a thing going. I think at the end of it, um, you know, when one of us dies, the other one, the survivor... Will think, and I, I don't mean survivor as in you know I'm going to be doing anything dangerous. Don't just forget about it. Look, I guarantee you'll be fine. But <laughs> how can you guarantee that? I know. I your life is literally in my hands now, and I'm not going to let you down. Okay. Aww. Okay. It starts with commemorative plates with your face on. <laughs> that doesn't sound like a good part of my life at yeah. all. <laughs> Who else can say that? Who else? Right? In the world can say that a British man living in Mississippi eats his dinner off a plate with my face on it. That is, that is the moment you stop having a life and start living an experience. Okay? When I know that when you're uncovering like my sleepy, tired eyelids. When I'm my... licking my beef tips off your face. I do like a good beef tip. With magic. Yeah, me too. It's delicious. It's I'm good. gonna eat that right now. I really I, should order you that pizza. I want. That's all right. I probably get my own one. You sure? Uh, yeah, I have a special just, way. Yeah, yeah. I might get a burrito actually. Mm, I don't yeah. like the way Americans make pizza, so I try and British it up as much as possible. Oh, really? What's the difference? Mostly the sauces. Uh, I love you. Love sauces out here, and I, you know, I like a. There's something. There's something weird. So there's something really? overbearing about a lot of American like condiments and sauces and extras. Something huh. that kind of dominates the experience. And as a British person who's, you know, my food is typically a bit blander. Um, you know, it's it's not something I'm, I'm I, I want to get used to. Um, so I, you know, I, I take the marinara sauce off it completely um, and, and and do some, you know, just some little extra things. Uh, that sounds delicious. Actually, yeah. I'd like to do that. And it's going to be even tastier. Mm -hmm. Eating it off your face. <laughs> right? And bear, and you... in mind, bear in mind uh -huh. as well, the stuff I'm telling you uh -huh. is just the stuff I'm telling you. This is the stuff I think is mundane enough to share with you. You really... Stuff. 
Why would you? What? What? There's no reason I can discern that you would. Why these thoughts would come into your head? Why once they're in your head, you would think good one, and then why from there you'd be like, carry this out. Absolutely. That, that, that's, that's what I'll do with my life. That's, a, that's amazing. I it's don't am- have a life anymore. That's the point. It's it's what it's I'm all doing. About my life now. Yeah, I, I've lived my life. Everything else beyond this point is just some spare time I've got, and I'm and investing it. Yeah, I'm investing it like a banker. I said banker in you. <laughs> so, it's great to know because I've worked with a lot of people uh, in my life who would be considered creepy. You know, guy and say, "Oh yeah, I just can't stop thinking about touching my dog's balls." Or you know, a guy, a woman that comes in and be like, "You look like you're easy to hold down," and she's, you know, all, I've heard so many different things, and I'm like, "Wow, these people are in- really interesting." I never get that feeling um, that they call creepy, which is the feeling of like a spider crawling on you, and you know it's a threat, but you don't know exactly. <laughs> You know, I don't get creeped out by people. I I feel like I have a good handle on my social situations and I will be able to defend myself. But you you are beginning to get there. (laughs) You are you're finding the secret path that I never knew existed to actually make me think that I might be in trouble. Oh, there are many men whose secret paths I have traversed, my boy. Get them in trouble. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. He thinks you have guessed that I am chatting about sex of the anus. <laughs> That's when Max would go, oh, anus, wonderful, or something like that. But yes, is, yes. Uh, I can't do that. I can't You've be You've got to join in, because otherwise it does sound bad, what I'm doing. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I feel like it's not my place to... Uh, to do anything other than just accept what you have to tell me. If I try to like join you with it, then then there's no friction. That won't be fun for you. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take it from you. I'm gonna have to, I guess. Ah, oh, I just said that like that. Oh wow, there's a Harry Potter just said I'm a fat fucking bitch. <laughs> it's a guy on Twitter, Harry Potter. Uh, you're a fat fucking bitch, dude. Um, he said many things to to other people. Um, he said to to another guy, "You are gay as fuck in your pickup truck." Uh, oh wow! Said to another, said- "You're a gay man." Said to someone else, "You're fat and gay, uh, just like Andrew." I don't know who Andrew is. Um, wow, it's just constant stupid bald faggot. Uh, wow. Piece of shit. I hate I hate you, and I also hope you die. Huh? Being gay has twisted your brain uh, so that basically homosexual substances run through your body deemed jism. This goes on and on. Um, huh. I, I thought he was just insulting me, but I, I turn out it's like he's insulting everyone. Yeah, I wonder if he's a bot who just... Yeah. Uh, if you want to follow this guy, I do suggest it. Um, it well, I mean, his name is, is Reg- like It turns up as Harry Potter, but the actual Twitter... Uh, destination is at Labes for Days. L A B E S F O R D A Y S. Labias? Is that like labias for days? I don't know. I, I, who days knows of labias. What mm. goes on in their heads? But yeah, some people just so desperately want to have an effect on other people that they'll take the low blows and the easy route, which is just being a jerk. Yeah. When yeah. we're, what they should be doing is printing people's faces on plates. I mean, this is why. I mean, someone says, oh, you're a fat fucking noob or you're a fat bitch or whatever. 
And it, that's so... Like, that's not even entry level. That is work experience. That is, I haven't even taken my, pro, you know, standardized test. Wow. That's not even entry level fucking with someone. There's nothing psychological in that. These people... No, no. And, and again, that... I guess, ironically, that has the desired effect because it does offend me that they think... It's not what they said that offends me. It's that they think that's enough to offend me. Right, right. So, ironically, they have offended me. (laughs) Sure, but in a different way. They've disappointed you. Yeah, it's a grand circle of destruction. Indeed, indeed. And no one can be happy about that. What did you say? Wiggy, wiggy about that? Sorry, I said no one can be happy about that. It's, you know, it's... People making people sad in the wrong ways. And I want yeah. to make people sad in the right ways. <laughs> that was great acting. That's <laughs> in the right ways. Do <laughs> um, you want to talk about the Vita sales, Jim? How do, you, do you have any feelings about how much it sold compared to how much you thought it would sell? Or Vita paper. Vita paper. Vita is just a bad name still. I'm sorry. It's just not good. It, it sounds does like have... a mineral water. That's the problem. Yeah. Station Vita. Or just a, a, a romance song that I don't want to listen to. Drink Vita. it so you are not thirsty anymore. <laughs> it's uh, How much did it sell? 1.2 million since it came out last? Worldwide. Worldwide. Uh-huh. Oh, that's including Japan and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, there was some um, big... And I think they're saying since launch um, in America, the sort of North America, Europe, Canada, etc., uh, is um, 660,000. All right. Which all is right. Too bad. not too bad at all for a first, first week. It's not that great, though, is it? I mean, well, it's not great, great, but it is a bit, you know, it, it's it's... It's solid, you know? I mean, that's sold enough to say there is a market there, you know? Which yeah. is it's good because, I mean, I, I really do enjoy my Vita, and some people think I hate it because I unfortunately drew the short straw with the reviews. Um, yeah. You know, Dale got to review Luminous, Rayman Origins, um, you know, all the... Uncharted. Uncharted. I mean, they're... Katamari. Yeah, yeah they're obvious, solid. Um, and then I got such fun as Little Deviants. And uh, Unit Thirteen, which I'm playing now, and so, you know, I won't, I can't say anything about it. I'm, I'm not saying whether that's good or bad. I'm just saying I drew the short straw with reviews <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. Not now, obviously. Well, that's not. right. I not say now, that now, but no. you know, these are just two distinctly different concepts. I am playing Unit Thirteen, and I drew the short straw. Totally different, separate, gated ideas. So anyway, um, I. Despite that, I do. I'm I'm enjoying the Vita. Um, I think it is. You know, I've got 3G on it, which does make it cool. But I'm only using it because I'm not paying for it because that was just thrown in just to test the, the 3G. Um, it is cool. I mean, it's cool to use. It's got a lovely Twitter app on it. Um, it does Netflix, which I tested out, and the Netflix works well. Like uh, I was surprised. Oh, yeah? I heard bad things about it, but it works damn well. Um, oh. I downloaded Big Trouble in Little China on it. So, obviously, that's good. Um, those games that I've been able to just sort of casually play for fun, which I haven't been able... I, I've used the Vita almost entirely for work so far, but mm-hmm. when, I've, when I've played it just for some enjoyment, you know, I've had, a, I've had a blast with it, and I love just 
opening it up and just tinkering around with it. So, you know, I, I like the sales it got. I mean, it's not, you know, it's an, it's, an, it's not an overnight success, but we're seeing numbers that make me think, well, now this is more like it. And, yeah. and that makes me happy just because I want it to do well so that people put games on it and, I, mm-hmm. and I've got more excuses to turn it on and carry it around with me because I enjoy, I enjoy using it for the most part. And, you know, there's some typical Sony bullshit in there, but it is one of the most um, user-friendly things that Sony's ever made. Um, by their standards, I mean, that's pretty remarkable. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I, I like using it, and I want to use it more. So the more sales, the better. It's good now. I hope to see better in the future. In terms of sales? Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm imagining next week... I'm, I'm imagining a drop from now, um, but... Overall, I'm hoping it doesn't, you know, it, it goes consistently decently. And, you know, when they have the obligatory price drop, then shit starts seriously rolling. Sure. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. what I hope for. Because, you know, some people must think that I sit here wishing for the downfall of Sony. And that's counterproductive to me because, you know, Sony systems are usually well made despite, you mm-hmm. know, some shitty infrastructure issues inside them. And I can just hear my stepson just shouting. Yeah, I know. I wonder how he's doing. He's playing um, Binary Domain. And shout- oh! <laughs> And obviously they're not recognizing his commands. So I think- he's thinking the louder the better for the uh, African-American <laughs> stereotype and the sexy lady and the, the other guys. Is, I'm game. not even hearing language coming out of his mouth. I'm just saying... <laughs> <laughs> I should try that game out. That looks oh, pretty good. It's a yeah, good you're- game. It looked good. Your review sounded good. I liked. Uh, I liked the Yakuza team. They're yet to make a game. I haven't uh, gotten some some worth out of. They've always got ideas, and they're willing to throw them in there. And it sounds like their ideas are super weird on that one. A lot of the time, in terms of storyline and whatnot. At times, it threatens to be very Metal Gearish, and that, that's fine. And I think that's a good thing. You know, I like Metal Gear. Well, hold on. <laughs> Will you, well, you stop it? You turn it off if you're not having fun. Mad child. It's fun though. I can. I wish I was him right now. Blar! Blarg! <laughs> just, just hoping something happens from screaming at a video game. That's a cool future to live in. Um, uh, back to the Vita. I was gonna say that I think that the sales are the exact amount that anyone can interpret them any way they want. If there were any more then people who wanted to say, oh, I told you it wasn't going to sell, would have to admit that it didn't. And likewise, if there were any less, people who would say, oh, I told you it would sell, would have to admit that it, it didn't sell. But it's right in the middle where anyone can really interpret it any way they want. Yeah. And I hope that that doesn't affect Sony's rep because, you know, big opening sales gets developers thinking, oh, I should develop for your console then. It also gets consumers thinking, oh, well, everyone else bought it. I guess I should buy one too. Um, so I'm hoping that's the kind of momentum they're able to pick up from here. I'm a little worried that they won't. Uh, I've heard 
a lot of talk from the developers that the the good news is Sony is really kissing developers' asses now, uh, particularly Brian Provinciano, the developer of Retro City Rampage, told me that Sony is just treating him like gold and helping him get Retro City Rampage on the Vita, which is like unheard of, as well as PlayStation 3, and it may be out before the Xbox Live version. So they're really like courting him and other uh, developers to, to get their games on there first and get the best versions of their games on there, which is great. I'm glad Sony's taking that kind of defensive tact and, and working extra hard to, to please third parties. But but if it doesn't work, then we won't end up with any games on the thing, and then it'll just be an amazing piece of hardware that never gets used, which is how I saw the PlayStation Portable. Um, I really think it's a great piece of hardware. I still do, but just under underdeveloped for sadly yeah i mean i'm yeah. gonna give sony that you know credit for that they are for, for such a big company like a platform holder they take some risks with their ip mm-hmm. um you know i've complained a lot about heavy Rain's story but i will always credit sony for having the balls to take a chance and turn that into a big deal yeah absolutely i can't think of any other company that would do that um you know nintendo brought over last story after having its arm twisted i don't think microsoft would ever pick up something like that um, yeah for someone well, to and, do that it was remarkable and, and even then nintendo didn't bring over last story they permitted X- oh yeah last, sorry like, all center blade and oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah actually would have to take all the risk with last story um, sure. and you know psn has things on it like flower uh, mm-hmm. that you just wouldn't Again, I couldn't see that on XBLA, and I know XBLA does some weird things now and then, but it does seem Sony really tries to go out of its way to get some interesting stuff up. Um, so yeah, fair play to them for that, and and I hope that continues on the Vita and we get some unique ideas going, um, especially ones that use the analog sticks. It's like, so far, I mean, people just want to show off the touch stuff, and it's like... Uh-huh. It just leads to games that feel like iPhone games, like Escape Plan and... And it, I mean, Mutant Bob's Attack is a good little game, but it just feels like like I could play this on an iPod probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like, you know, I want to see stuff that really takes advantage because I think it's ironic that we finally got a handheld that does what people have been screaming for. You know, it's got all the buttons needed to have a real, you know, quote unquote, real gaming experience. And the developers don't want to do that because they want to fuck around with the back touch pads, you know? <laughs> I think it's quite ironic that they do that. But, you know, hopefully Sony's commitment to, to variety will see us bring some, you know, see us get some interesting stuff there. Yeah, I hope so. And I, I hope that developers quickly remember that five years ago, or seven years ago now, actually, the DS came out with a touch screen and people used it when it didn't need to be used for a couple of years and then those games didn't sell and then people just made normal video games on it that only used the touchscreen if it was really going to benefit the console. I, I hope the Vita has a quicker turnaround than that when it comes to extraneous use of the, the touchpads. Because it's just, I hate touchpads unless they're, they're for menus or for controlling stuff that's on the, uh, the top screen. So if you have to look at a screen that you're uh, touching and controlling what's on the screen by touching the events uh, in the game, it takes you completely out of the game. You can't feel like you're in a world... I think I said it before. I can't feel like I've become a character who I'm like rubbing on the head at the same time. You know, like I can't feel like I am Link and I'm rubbing Link at the same time. Because when I'm rubbing him, I'm clearly me rubbing a, a, a guy named Link. Right, Jim? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Well, I mean, I hated the the touch stuff with the Zelda games. I thought that was so just so much trying to make the one interface do so much at once is ridiculous. Yeah, and, and there they are did a, few... a fine job of it, but they shouldn't have forced it on us. It, it, there was no reason why they couldn't have permitted us to decide how we were going to play that game. They, there are a few beta it. games that do this too. Like they they just try and f- make. Because touch, I don't care what people say about touch. You know, I don't mind touch screens. Um, mm-hmm. I like iOS games, but you can't make them. You've got to know the limitations of it. And a touch screen, a touch screen is more limiting than I think developers realize. Uh, yeah. You can't make it do a bunch of things at once. It gets confused. Mm-hmm. Uh, Escape Plan is a prime example of this, and Little Deviance is fucking terrible at it. Um, whereas something like Mutant Blobs Attack, like. You mostly control the blob with the movement, like the analog stick and the buttons to make it jump and what have you. And then every now and then there might be a platform that you move with telekinesis and you do that by like just dragging your finger across the platform and moving it into a position. And oh, it's okay. like that kind of thing, just these little enhancements, just bringing it in subtly yeah. to help the game rather than cripple the game by making it rely completely on touch. That's what the Vita should be doing. That's what I want to see more of. And mm-hmm. and you know, there's there's some stuff I've seen that really encourages me that that's what they're going to do. Um, just having one where it's like, oh, you've got to move and press the front screen and the back pad all at once, so that your hands are like big tentacle crab claws. It's like that's that's not fun to me. If my rule has always been with motion control, with touch control, with tilt control, with anything like that. If you're taking a concept that was once simple with buttons and you're making it more complicated with the new interface, don't do it. Yeah. Simple as that. Do not do it. If it's if it makes it easier, then do it. If it makes it more, you know, enjoyable, then do it. This stuff should be used to enhance an experience, not cripple the experience so that you're like leaning on it like a crutch. And a couple of Vita games haven't gotten that yet. Um, mm-hmm. And I thought we'd moved past this, you know. I thought the DS had, and, and the iOS had done enough to sort of let us all know what the limitations were. Um, but some Vita, I guess maybe this is the first time they've, they've done something like this, but they're kind of desperate to use everything, no matter what it actually does to the game. And I'm like, no, no just because something's there, you don't have to use it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I wonder, what do you think are the uh, the Vita games that would really push sales of the console what are the types of things that you think could come out for it that would not only in japan we know in japan they would want monster hunter and metal gear and final fantasy which i'm sure are all inevitably coming to the vita at some point but but i'm still trying to figure out what the american market wants in its dedicated portable yeah. games well i know that nintendo stuff yeah. i know that call of duty has been confirmed for the vita yeah and would that sell on the vita though i I think it depends um on the marketing Uh because i mean call of duty goes on the Wii and the ds but they never market it they never really you know the average call of duty fan doesn't know it's there and they don't care but Mm. if you market it as like an all original high profile experience on the vita and i don't know how willing activision is to do that um then i think you might get people interested you know because yeah. um, you know the PS3 has a very loyal following, um, even among um, Call of Duty fans. Uh, oh, sure. And and I think you could really market it if you if you put a good campaign behind it, then you could um, sell to that crowd. Grand Theft Auto, the same thing. It's like if it's not marketed, it won't sell because no one will know it's there. But if mm-hmm. you push it out as like this is 
an important Grand Theft Auto title, not just a shitty spin-off. If you if you put out an ad campaign that's like, if you're a Grand Theft Auto fan, you should be playing this one, then obviously I think that'll sell systems. Sure, sure, sure. I think the conundrum is that the kinds of games you described, uh, Call of Duty, Grand Theft Auto, people want those with their surround sound and their big um, HD TVs and stuff like that. Uh, this is kind of actually hearkening back to something Max said, because Max said, I don't know if anyone wants Uncharted on a portable, no matter how nice it looks on a little screen, because that little screen uh, doesn't give you that kind of expansive blockbuster feeling. Um, so I wonder if it's the blockbuster games that would sell on the Vita or something else. I wonder. Yeah, I mean, you've got a point. Um I mean, I come at it from... I don't know how unique my perspective is. It's uh, I've said before, like, handheld gaming is something I love as a concept anyway, so when it comes to getting console experiences on there, I'm so fascinated and enthralled by that 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 is a selling point to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the reasons I wanted a Vita so much is that I know a Killzone game is coming out on it, and even though I've played the Killzones on the big screen with the surround sound and HD and everything, I still want one to carry around, uh, mm-hmm. just because I, I love the concept of handheld gaming so much. I don't know how appealing that is to other people, and, and, and there's no way I would without a big study. Sure. I, I have to guess, though, that the exact same market that Nintendo's going after with the Wii U, Sony could try to capitalize beforehand, before uh, Nintendo gets a chance to do that, which is... These guys who love video games, it's, I hate to be sexist, but it's oftentimes guys in my experience. If you go to E3 and you look around to see who's in the, the uh, in attendance, uh, I think it's probably like one woman for every 30 or 40 guys. It's, it's just the way our, our culture is. Um, that's not to say women don't play video games, but the, the kind of lifetime video game fan is often a man, I find. And we're getting married and we're getting kids and our TV is not always uh, something we can have control over. Whereas our handhelds, we can always use for whatever we want. So maybe that's the demographic that really wants to play big name, big budget games on a handheld in their house while their their kids are screaming at binary domain or something like that. Yeah, still, I'm going to have to go in there and turn it off in a second. <laughs> Is he um, still screaming about still it? Still shouting and screaming. Hopefully the microphone's not picking it up. <laughs> I think it's adorable. I'd love to, uh, to have a, a family like that with a, a screaming kid who loves video games. Someday, someday I'll have kids like you, Jim, be as cool as you. Uh. <laughs> uh. I hope so. Is there any other hot news I missed this week, Jim? I've been pretty out of it. I've been this whole sub home thing is a lot more work than I thought it would be. It's a lot of fun, but uh, boy, booking guests and then trying to edit the episode afterwards and stuff like that. Oof, it's pretty pretty tiring. I haven't had a lot of time to make sure I'm totally up on all the the hottest news. Yeah, I mean, big stories. There's not a lot's been happening really. Yeah, it's been pretty. Yeah, pre GDC lull. Yeah, GDC, GDC. I'm sure big things will come out of that. I hope so. Kojima's hiring there. He just wants to hire everyone. He's giving out T-shirts to everyone who applies for a job at um, Kojima Productions at GDC. I thought that was pretty cool. Oh. Yeah, Kojima. We're going to be interviewing him soon. I found out that'll be fun. (laughs) He's still at it. Yeah, I'm going to go to him to turn that off. Hold on a sec. 
I hope Jim asks him what he thought me would do to help him in the game. He had to have some idea that that would help in some way. I would guess. Or maybe he's just full of emotion like a baby bird. Just doesn't even know why it's screaming. Put it in. Put it in my mouth. Put it in my... Oh, hi. Yeah, he, he didn't say put it in my mouth. <laughs> I was. He sounded like a baby bird that doesn't even know why it's screaming. It's just going... I mean, did, did did you ask him what he was hoping would happen in the game based on him just squeaking at it? Oh, he already told me. He was, um, oh, I'm trying to make them hear me. <laughs> I'll probably find out. I'll probably look at it later and find out he had it on mute the whole time or something. <laughs> it's pretty cute, man. It's cute stuff. That would make a good episode of a sitcom or something. I'd watch it. I'd watch your sitcom. Why don't you have a sitcom, Jim? Get on that. I'll tell you what it was, actually. I know what it is. Because I was playing it the other day, and he's like, oh, tell him he is um, to go over there and to pick you up. And, like, give whole sentences and things. Oh, I don't okay. think he quite gets that it's, like, voice recognition technology isn't so advanced that you can have a chat with it. Right. Um, you know, it, it's not C-3PO or anything. I think he, he, he was probably trying, giving them full, intricate commands and sentences. Or just asking oh. them how their day was. And... <laughs> And the game, obviously, just being a video game, can't can't do that. Sure, not yet. Milo is not out yet. Do you think? Do you think your son would like Milo? Do you just want to talk to a, another little boy about? I don't know. What do, what do little boys talk about? Different things celebrities are doing. Is that what's hot on the streets right now? Celebrity gossip. Oh, those boys. celebrities. Is that what boys talk about? You, you ever catch boys talking with boys about things? Nah. Tell, tell me about boys, Jim. Come on. You know. You know what boys are talking about. Don't you? Jim. Women's tits. <laughs> apparently they don't. Apparently it's, that is the culture of it. Oh, that makes it okay. Yeah, I don't know. That sounds like something. I remember when I was 10, actually, yeah. Guys would want to just draw pictures of boobs and ask me if I liked them. That was a normal thing in my world. Maybe that's what they're up to these days. Yeah. Maybe. I'm just um, wondering about it. Yeah. Sorry, my say. work's creeping into my recording again, which is terribly bad form on my part. Um, no, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah, it gives us the time to just make sounds. Uh, yeah. That's well, actually my favorite reoccurring bit. On pod toyed when I, when you just go eh. <laughs> it's not bad it's not bad entertainment if you ask me I guess yeah. it's questions time almost yeah it's questions time yeah so I'm yeah. just trying to see I, I think I'm being accused of sexism again <laughs> yeah uh, it's bound to happen yeah. Yeah, I see a guy's trying to bring up um, some of that, the accusations of misogyny against me. Um, he's really bitter because it's the guy that was having a go at the Mass Effect writer. And keeps oh, claiming, right. he keeps claiming that I have caused his family to be threatened on Twitter. Oh, is this that guy who was going to sue us for letting... For he's threatened legal action against me, but instead he just seems to be sending me insults. 
Um, which, which is, is yeah, I mean, he's yeah. welcome to take me to court, but I can, you know, I've got a record Win. of everything he said to me, so I th- yeah. I'm fairly confident that if this did take go to court, which I want him to take it to court, um, then that will be funny. Anyway. Isn't it weird when people want to sue you by saying, you know that thing I said that was terrible? And then you, you knew that it? I said oh it? <laughs> yeah, you leaked my public record of saying I'm going to kill someone. How dare you make me look bad? It's uh, Their logic is just unbelievably twisted and dumb. It's pretty fun, though, to, to think that they're that kind of closed in their own little brains that they can't even begin to understand how the rest of the world might see them. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa! And I, 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 Jim, what? What? You're quoted on the binary domain ad. That's not me. Gripping story of humans and robots. No, I, think that's a, I think that's a preview. Oh. It's they, funny because uh, it's not praise at all. It's just noticing what the game is it's about. Just, yeah, it's an explanation of the concept. <laughs> right, but they had to quote us on it. Wow, yeah. we're kind of a big website now, aren't we? Oh, yeah. It's pretty we yeah, haven't really been quoted, you know, ads for Skyrim, um, oh, yeah. Sonic Colors, all the all the hits, all the greats. Um, <laughs> I've got to apologize to the listeners because, like I said, I've been out of it this uh, thing, like this recording. Um, I'm only just starting to like get on the calm down from the caffeine surge I had. Um, yeah, I think you've been really, great, Jim. You know, the, these idiots on the internet that are trying to be stupid at me. Um, but yeah, let's get on to the questions and, and wrap okay. it up. Um, just sure. to quickly answer, I mean, I am going to uh, look yeah. out for a third member of Podtoid. I okay. wanted to talk about that because, you know, it's cool that we, we chat, we have a good laugh. <laughs> but, you know, there's always great. just that extra little bit of energy with a third person. Um, so, you know, I'm going to keep looking into who we can get on. Um, you know, maybe just some different guests. We'll see what happens. Um, sure. But, you know, I mean, this is a slow episode, I know. Um, but I don't think so. You keep saying that. Jim, let me tell you, I'm going to review this episode for you real quick. You came off talking about a huge uh, drama about sexism and swearing and, and uh, makeups and breakups amongst you and video game developers and competitive video gamers. That was gripping. And then I talked about how catching Pikachu is like having sex with a strange man for a while. You were entertained by that. You gave it a good laugh. And we talked about the PlayStation Vita, the hottest video game system on the in the world right now. Ah, that was exciting. This has been a great episode, other than a few times when we just made sounds and you actually just left the podcast for a few few seconds (laughs) other than those moments it's been a classic episode classic you've done a great job don't worry about it it's good but it will be better when we get a third person because then i can relax and just be uh witness to the the stuff that'll go on between you and and who knows who um not that i'm not relaxed now but there is more pressure to keep it rolling without a, a comic goldmine like Max Scoville or a uh, a classic straight woman. Is that what you call them? When Tara Long... Is that is what you so... call them? <laughs> straight women? That doesn't seem right. Anyway, you know what I mean. Yeah, she's great too. I'll miss them. Uh, but we'll move on. We'll get someone new. We'll see what happens. It'll be good. Yeah. Let's do some yeah. questions. Okay, let's do it. Um, what have we got? Uh, a Jill Sandwich says, if you could choose a face to replace Seaman's current one, who would it be? Who would you like to have oh. on a little interactive fish? <sighs> Probably Willem Dafoe. 
It's a very well. Oh, that would be great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's very like salty and witty, but maybe evil and maybe going to kill you, Seaman, which is which is great. That reminds me. I don't know if you'd heard. But you know how excited I was that Seaman was announced to be headed to the 3DS in some form. Then Nintendo took that back and was like, oh, we were misquoted. And then people asked Nintendo, well, what was misquoted? And they said, we won't tell you. So something in that story might be true, but it might all actually not happen now. Yeah, something in there is definitely wrong. But it might all the rest be right, like the Seaman part right but the rest might be wrong uh but i know i mean it just makes so much sense for seaman to be on the 3ds yeah and the and the developer of seaman has said for since the ds days that he wants it on there his name's like noop sobot or something like that he sounds like a mortal Kombat character but he (laughs) seems like neat and um yeah he wants it we want it everyone wants it they should do it i hope they just do it Yeah. yeah But I, I do like the Willem Dafoe answer, and I'm going to have that one as well. That would just be oh, yeah. amazing. Yeah, he'd love to do it, too. That's exactly the kind of thing Willem Dafoe would want. He keeps making those movies with uh, Lars von Troyer about his penis being smashed by a rock and stuff like that, so he'd clearly want to be the next C-Man as well. Yeah. Um, Matt, Matt Ed with Cheese says, as someone with similar interests, what are your thoughts on sissification forward slash forced feminization? Good question. Um, I reckon if there is. Oh, do you not know what this is? No, I don't think so. This is making men dress up as women. Forcing them Yeah, in a sexual sense. Oh. I mean, obviously, it's it's not like going out as in, in like a press gang and kicking people's doors in and saying, "Hey, put this bra on." Um, I mean, obviously, it's it's a BDSM type thing, you know. It's a submissive thing. Um, ah. Doesn't really do anything. The forced stuff doesn't do it for me. I mm. I like my I like sexual participants in anything to be reveling in what they're doing. Just, just, just enjoy, just like enjoying it and having a laugh. Sure, sure, sure. So yeah. you know, I, mean, I, 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 I don't like sort of BDSM-y type things where people look like they're crying or they're like not enjoying it. It's like that makes me feel bad. But if someone was like being slapped about and they're laughing, then, <laughs> then no, I find that you know that's kick-ass. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, I mean it's. The forced part of it doesn't do it for me, but I mean, men just sitting around in knickers, just whacking off that and loving it, you know, really getting into it. That you know, is thumbs up, yeah, fine. absolutely, two absolutely. thumbs up, one up the bum. <laughs> I think, uh, I think with fetishy, horny stuff, it's often about how genuine is this? Like, do you really? feel something that's going on right now or are you just kind of faking it a lot of people just don't want anyone to fake it with them so they know if they're forcing someone to to do something that there's no no question that they're really feeling something but that's kind of a bummer Don't don't get me wrong like you know in those situations like forced feminization and stuff it's usually the person being quote unquote forced is really into it Sure. Yeah, they are that you know that's what they get off on they they get off on on being forced um but mm-hmm. it's just it doesn't do it for me i don't personally enjoy the 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 role play of forcing someone to do stuff and yeah i, I like a good collaboration yeah myself. and you know i've got the whole 
sort of domination thing is is cool, but I prefer it done with a sense that the other person likes, you know, is is clearly liking it rather than role playing being proper forced into it. Like it's if you see what I mean. Oh sure, yeah, I see what you mean. I knew ladies who were just like wrap me in saran wrap, and I'm like okay. And uh, once they were in there, like, yeah, this feels good, as opposed to like, oh, I'm stuck in saran wrap now. If they had said the the latter, I might have been like, oh, I guess I'll let you out then. It would have just been awkward, you know, like a like a bad joke that didn't go over once you got to the punchline. But they were loving that saran wrap and those furry handcuffs and those, you know, funny little whipped cream ideas they had. Good for them. They're all married now with kids. That's weird. I'm old. <laughs> all my weird kinky times are now with like moms or that's, that, that didn't come out right all my past <laughs> weird kinky times are with people who are now moms yeah because I'm old yeah. best thing about having sex with a mother though what's that dessert is right next door <laughs> meaning their kid yeah but that was obviously a joke <laughs> regardless of gender just like and then a kid <laughs> whatever <laughs> Uh, and like I said, so long as you're reveling in it and enjoying it and having a laugh, <laughs> then it's fine. Then it's great. Absolutely. Yeah. Why? Absolutely. Why not? Uh, Tim Toyd wants to know how you'd feel about an Adventure Time video game. Well, that goes without saying. Yeah. Uh, what kind of but, game would you like it to be? Well, that's the thing. I've talked to people on Twitter about this, which is great. People, you should follow me on Twitter because I, I really enjoy talking to you. It's kind of ridiculous how much fun I have talking to strangers on Twitter. It's uh, at TronNots. I'm not doing that just because I want more followers. I just really like talking to you guys. Anyway, some random stranger came up to me the other day on Twitter and said, what do you think the Adventure Time game should be like? And I went off about how worried I am that it's going to suck because almost every licensed cartoon game sucks and this morning i got all scared that they were going to make a live action adventure time movie which would just be such a nightmare it would be so easy to ruin adventure time because there's so many little particulars uh about it that make it so perfect for me uh so i am very paranoid that they're going to screw it up but if they're gonna do it i want it to have a graphic style just like the show but rendered in something like a really nice version of the wind waker engine with uh, Zelda-style dungeons and item collection and puzzle solving, but with a huge, expansive world like Skyrim and just thousands of characters and quests to get involved with and and not kind of a central um, goal that you have to meet, like how you have to do in a Zelda game. I want it to be that kind of wandering, just complete freedom, mental freedom from any sort of responsibility that you get from a good open world game. So so that would be my hope, kind of a Wind Waker meets Skyrim sort of a deal. It's not going to be that if there is one. I know, right? You know, it's it's going to be fucking golf. <laughs> I know, it's so I know sad. There was, um, I think Pendleton Ward uploaded some drawings he did of a potential game once. He I did, think we and posted he... about that, like Finn having two independently controlled arms or something. It sounded like overly complex. He wanted Finn and Jake, I think, to be controlled at the same time. Uh, and for for Jake the dog, who's the shape changing dog, for people who don't know, for people who don't know what an Adventure Time is, it's a show that takes place in a post apocalyptic future, but they never actually tell you that about a young boy. He's the last human on Earth, and a shape changing dog who who talks, who is brought up 
like his brother, and they just live in a treehouse and like cut off Cyclops' heads and tell jokes and hang around in dungeons. It's a great show. Um, and Pendleton Ward wanted it to be like Monster Hunter meets Katamari Damashi, which wouldn't be bad at all. Um, that would actually be a lot like the Skyrim meets Wind Waker thing that I have in mind, except with slightly different priorities. But uh, hopefully it doesn't suck. But I, you're right, Jim. They're just going to... It's going to be tied up in money, and they're going to charge whatever developer and publisher puts it out, tons of money for the license. So that's not going to leave the developer and the publisher any money left over to actually make a game. So it'll just be golf or, you know, the, the real Flash-style platformer. God damn it. I'm just depressing myself. Uh, did you have anything you wanted to say about it, Jim? No. Nah. All right. All right. No, I like your idea of, of, of an open worldy type thing. It would be it'd be cool. You know, I like Adventure Time a lot, so I would like to do that. I'm I'm sad that the first sort of like I mean there are games of them already, like just shitty browser ones that aren't very good. Mm, um but one yeah. of those they put a regular show one on iOS recently and it was just a crappy little I mean it was okay. It was just it was shooting okay. zombies or something, right? Yeah, you were just throwing bowling balls at zombies. It was it was all right, but once you played it for like five minutes you've you've seen it. Yeah, 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 and that's such a shame because regular show, the creators of that really do love good video games and make a make a point to try to do as many quality video game references that pay tribute to the things that do video game that uh, that video games do that are unique as often as they can. I mean, there's like a video game episode of that show every like four or five weeks. It seems like and they're all yeah. pretty good. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, I do like. I, it's good that both those cartoons are, are just. They could easily be on Adult Swim. I know. They did something to get on the lower, sort of, <laughs> just to double the, the audience. And the ratings are good. And uh, Adventure Time Season 4 is starting already, just in April. They like are taking a month and a half break or something, already starting the fourth season. So I hope they carry on. I hope it stays as good as it's been. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Markic says, Jim Sterling, if you were Robotnik, what would you do differently? Easy, more spikes. I mean, that's just... <laughs> Sonic can't touch a spike. Why doesn't his little Legomatic machine just have spikes on it literally all the time? <laughs> it's a it's an interesting thing. The um, the devious, crafty scientist villain in a video game because I've always took them to be the kind of stand-in for the developer. Like Robotnik created all these levels for Sonic to to uh, traverse. But he makes them so he can actually get through it, but he wants him to have a miserable time in the process. But he could just make the whole just field spikes, right? He could just be he like, could. sorry. Yeah. Yeah, but he doesn't choose to do that because he is the developer. He does want you to be able to get. He must, yeah, he's got some self loathing. Um, yeah. Sorry about that, man. Bothering me again. Wants food. Who is? The kid wants food, even though it's like <laughs> it's nearly dinner time. It's like you can wait. He's like, I'm hungry. Like, of course you're hungry. It's almost dinner time. Wait till dinner time. Just, oh, um, really, a, oh, trying to be a professional here. Um, you're very professional. Yeah. Uh, someone wants his last name said properly. Um, his name is Milo Gerjansson. And I really don't care hey. whether I was right or wrong. Jert Gerjansson. Jert Gerjansson. Jert Gerjansson. That's his new name. I think whenever you say jerk in any, like, lotion-y name, it makes me laugh. Yeah. Like, jerk, 
jerk uh, Jurgens. Jerk Jurgens is funny. Jerk Hansen off. That is his new name. Jerk. jerk. Milo jerks off Hansen. <laughs> That's all right, isn't it? <laughs> the rock and roll band Hansen. The, yeah. The brothers. Yeah. Back back in the nineties, early nineties, jerks. That is his full name is Milo jerked off Hansen back in the early nineties. <laughs> Uh, that's good. It, it's it's not as bad as having a porn star name. God, that gets exhausting. People still do it. <sighs> Any more questions, Jim? There's a lot of ones about um, pedophilia. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, yeah. People still want to know. They don't care that it's <laughs> that we kind of settled <laughs> off on it for a bit. They don't care. They still need to know. Yeah, that's a, it is an amazing cultural event that people have latched on to the is it pedophilia or not just just yesterday another guy says to me oh look at this picture and it's of um uh someone who lives in a middle eastern country who has a hormonal deficiency so they always look like they're 12 kind of like uh gary coleman had it's kind of the middle eastern gary coleman and they're like can he ever have a girlfriend or is that going to be pedophilia i'm like well if a girl is attracted to someone who looks like they're 12 it's pedophilia. And he's like, oh, no, so it's illegal for him to kiss girls? Like, no. No, no why, did, why, why are you asking me? This? I have always <laughs> felt sorry for people that look, like, really young when they're not. I'm always yeah. like, because it's like... It is sad. It's like, if someone goes out with you, there's got to be this lingering doubt in the back of them, their mind that the only reason they're with you is because they're a pedophile. <laughs> Because it's legal pedophilia. Yeah, because yeah. they, they found the loophole, the elusive loophole. <laughs> it's got to be a lingering true. doubt. It's like, I look, I literally look like 12 or 13, even though I'm over 18, and this guy is, like, having sex with me and going, oh, yeah, I love having sex with you. Oh, 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 down, chick down. Oh, get down, get down and dirty with a baby. And it's like, is that pedophilia or not? Get down with a baby. Yeah, I think the once he says "get down with a baby," then <laughs> mine has been crossed into pedophilia. Uh, but it, that, that doesn't necessarily mean it, it's illegal. And I hate to to uh, to sound ungrateful that people are asking me these questions and turning to me as an expert. But it does scare me a little bit when people are going to make like maybe a crime decision based on me saying, "Oh, well, that's technically not pedophilia if it's a 12-year-old woman who looks like she's 50." Oh, then I'll do it. No, don't no, don't do it. Don't don't break any laws. Don't have sex with minors ever. But yeah. it's I think that's basically the, the look the, the thing well, the golden rule we have to give people is if it's illegal, please don't do it. I think that's yeah, it's work. Yeah. I wonder if they'll b- believe me, though. It seems like people want to find a way to take what I say the wrong way and scare me into thinking I just encourage them to do some serious crimes. <sighs> Such is my lot in life, I suppose. Could be worse. Could be worse. I could be all alone, not talking to anybody about anything. That would be sad. Yeah. 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 I think we're done. <laughs> <laughs> You don't even want to do one more hot question, Jim? There are no any hot questions. They're not any hot questions, huh? I think that this was a very special episode of Podtoid, that you are going to be surprised 
by how much more people like it than you think. You you know, you, you get a certain feeling in you, Jim, when you're doing fantastic. And I think you think, oh, that's when I know I did a good job, when I get that feeling. But And you didn't have that feeling today, I can tell. But I still know that this was a good episode and people are going to appreciate it for what it is. So it was a good one. Ah, oh, it was a good whack. That's true. Someone's ringing my doorbell. That never happens. <gasps> I'm not going to answer it. I'm going to finish this show first. I'm not expecting anybody. Damn right. Bothering us. Yeah. In that special quiet time. Yeah. Oh, hey, I might get to meet um, Suda51 again at PAX East this year. And I think I'm going to pitch a video game idea to him. And he's probably not going to do it. But that, I'm excited about that. I thought I'd let the world know. I'm going to pitch him a four-player simultaneous 2D beat-em-up idea for No More Heroes. And I'm going to ask Nicholas, uh, Tyrone Rodriguez, and Linsbot to help me pitch it. Because they're down with it, too. We're just going to oh. make asses of ourselves. It's going to be great. He's totally going to think I'm a moron, an idiot moron, pitching him video games and stuff. But Well, if he says no, just set fire to his house. <laughs> I mean, how, no. how, how, what more can you do? <laughs> There's nothing more I could do. It's a simple cause and effect. Yeah. Uh, yeah, fair enough. Uh, oh. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> thank you for listening to Podswide, um, which is a, 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 a show we just did. We did it. Yeah. Oh, I'm so tired now. Aww. Well into the crash now from my caffeine rush. Um, yeah. As always, you can check out mine and Jonathan Holmes's material on destructoid.com. Uh, every Sunday, Jonathan Holmes does a live show on the internet, don't you? That's true, but not this Sunday, because Conrad Zimmerman, who is my engineer, is going to be busy with GDC stuff. So sadly, I have to skip this week. I'm gonna, I think I'm going to use the opportunity, though, to um, finally get those extra tracks, those additional extra tracks on the Talking to Women About Video Games album out. So look for that. It's going to have a new track by the composer for Twisted Pixel, with such games as The Maw, Explosion Man, Ms. Explosion Man. And Comic Jumper. He uh, he did all those. I think Comic Jumper, right? Not the guy with Mr. Smiley there? Uh, he did a new version of the Talking to Women about video game song, and he wants me to put it out there. I'm finally going to do that, uh, along with some other tracks, and release the album again for a uh, sale price to get people to hear a song. So look for that this weekend. I'll do it. Good, good. Yeah. And as for myself, you can catch me you know, doing my reviews. Doing all my reviews up. Uh, next week, we have got a review coming up for Silent Hill Downpour that I did. Oh, uh, wow. People are going to be very surprised by that. Yes. Um, I'm that's, already surprised. That's all written. Um, Konami usually gets me stuff really late, but this time they actually came through. So I've got... That's all in the bag. Uh, we'll have reviews coming up for Unit 13 on the PS Vita. Uh, I Am Alive, um, the Ubisoft game. Uh, Conrad's going to be bringing in Mass Effect 3 to the table. Um, I am alive is done. I thought oh, it's done, my friend. Wow, oh, they have not been it. hyping that at all. Jesus, really? That's uh, Jade Raymond's new game, right? Um, I guess that she's wisely, I think, disappeared from public view just to escape yeah. people saying, "Oh, Jade Raymond, Jane Raymond, you are a person we know." Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I mean, she's connected with its development, but it's not her game, you know. 
right. But anyway, yeah, I mean, that's we got all reviews for that. You can catch the Jimquisition, which is a show I do every Monday at escapistmagazine.com. I recently did a dramatic reading of my Mass Effect 3 erotic literature, uh, which went over very well with a lot of people and extremely badly with some others, which is in, <laughs> it's been very interesting. Um, otherwise, you know, we're here every week. Um, please give us good reviews on iTunes if you want. That always helps. Um, we have an app on Amazon.com, which you can look for, which you can get on your Android, and that will get you the shows as soon as they're uploaded straight to your phone. Uh, and otherwise, we will see you next week. Thank you and goodbye. Goodbye.